Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. We have been promising you a Jalen Waddle book club, and now we are going to bring you a Jalen Waddle book club. Sorry for the wait, folks, but we hope to make it worth your time. Welcome in to SB Nation's The Finsider Radio, or as we like to call it, The Jake and Josh Show. I'm your host, Josh Houts. You can follow me on Twitter at Houts, H-O-U-T-Z. And I'm joined by my co-host, the one, the only, Jake Mendel. Follow him on Twitter at J-M-E-N-D-E-L-94. I think I nailed that, so without further ado... Jake, how you doing today, man? Josh, you could not be more right. You hit a home run right there. I'm doing good today. It's beautiful out. We're hitting that uh, stride. We're about to hit that summer uh, feel-good season. And on top of that, we had some rookies. And on top of that, everybody really reporting to the uh, training camp this weekend. So that's exciting to see. There's a lot to talk about this team. But I think most importantly, that sixth overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, Jalen Waddell, Someone we didn't really expect the Dolphins to take until late, late in the process. And by late, late, I mean draft night for the most part. Uh, but 
I think this was a, a fun idea. Uh, Josh, you recently wrote an r- article about Jalen Waddle on the Finsider. Uh, we can get into if you were using a little bit of clickbait or not uh, uh, later on in the show. But I think Definitely. this is a Definitely. good opportunity to kind of put some uh, fresh air into the offseason, right, where we can kind of look at these guys and plan how they're going to be using the offense, put together a Madden playbook. So, uh, Josh, with, without um, – Wasting any more time here, uh, can you kind of break it down for me and, and simply put it, what is Jalen Waddle good at? Well, he's fast, and I mean, you did mention how we really didn't touch on him too much leading up to the draft, and we do have to give a shout-out to Matthew Kanata because he came on, what, two days before the draft, or it might have been the E before the draft, and came on here and said he does believe the Dolphins were targeting Jalen Waddle, so... Hat tips to those guys at Pro Football Network, but, you know, uh, it's speed. I mean, as cliche as it is to say, I mean, it is really speed. And for as fast and, you know, as dynamic as Devontae Smith was, I mean, I'll admit it, I like Devontae Smith. I thought he might have been the pick, but um, I keep thinking of if Devontae Smith is Sonic the Hedgehog, um, you know, Jalen Waddles, when Sonic the Hedgehog gets that blue shoe and he just hits that whole second gear, you know, he's just going around those hoops, collecting all them coins. Jalen Waddle is a speed demon, unlike anything we've ever seen. And you mentioned in that article, I said, this might be the most electrifying player the Miami Dolphins have ever had. And that was absolutely clickbait. But I do mean that, you know, when you think about some of the players that they had here and, you know, I'm not that old that I can't go back and think about, you know, the greats like the the Claytons and, and you know, the Marks brothers and those guys. But when you look at recency bias and you put all that aside, I think this would be the most explosive player by far. Yeah, I mean, even if you want to talk in the last 25 years, I don't think anyone would really call Chris Chambers, Brandon Marshall, any of those guys really explosive, right? Uh, They were more of those possession receivers. And the more I kind of uh, watch Waddle, he was actually recently in a uh, video I saw on YouTube about it was him, Jamar Chase, and Najee Harris just talking about like recovering and preparing for the NFL draft. You can kind of see why the Dolphins like this guy um, just by his attitude because he didn't really talk much. You could tell he was all business, and and that's the type of player the Dolphins are really trying to uh, bring to Miami. Obviously, Um, every team's going to say they want to bring in good players, uh, but you see that personality that really reflects maybe someone like a Brian Flores, and that's why they might have leaned his way. If it's even, you know, some people said that um, Jamar Chase might be the number two wide receiver on their board compared to Waddle. That the more I kind of read this, you can see where that could be possible for the sake of uh, when Matthew Kanata was on, he talked about if there are concerns that Jamar Chase, you know, quote unquote, loves football, you know, that cliche. But but it, those are conversations that are had. Jalen Waddle seemed like someone who was just straight up always talking about football. He tried to be out or he didn't try. He was out there in that national championship game. So I, I think that personality mixed with this, that speed is something that the Dolphins really need. Um, in that video that uh, was talking about the recoveries, there was a coach that said football is all about angles and leverage. And I had to write that down because Jalen Waddle's brand of football is strictly angles and leverage. And you know what my favorite part about that is? I actually had an Alabama fan tell me. At Alabama, his nickname was the Destroyer of Angles. So that kind of makes sense. And I love that. I mean, I know we keep hearing that his nickname is Magic, but I'd much rather call him the Destroyer of Angles. And you mentioned it, Jake. When you're watching him play football, I think it was – uh, maybe the Auburn game, I think he returned a kick to the house. And you just mm-hmm. see these defenders trying, or the, the special teams guys trying to get an angle on him. And the one guy's diving at his shoestrings and just completely whiffs. I mean, Jalen Waddle, again, is an electrifying player. And, um, you know, we talked about maybe the Dolphins didn't want Chase because he opted out. I mean, I don't know if that's true. I mean, they went and drafted Javon Holland. So I don't right, think they put exactly. too much stock into that. But at the same time, I mean, we kept talking about Jamar Chase and how he was a similar receiver to what the Dolphins already had. You know, a similar receiver to Devontae Parker, a Preston Williams. You 
clearly see the difference in what Jalen Waddle brings to the table. He's a slot guy, you know, by nature, but he did play on the outside a little bit last season. Mm-hmm. And again, I mean, I keep looking at those four games last year. He was just starting to hit his stride and just starting to become, you know, as cliche as it sounds, an all-around type wide receiver. We were starting to do those things that Devontae Smith ended up doing as the season progressed. So um, I love it. I like this signing. And, you know, the more you look into it, the more you see how he's going to fit in with the receivers already on the roster. Um, You know, maybe we should have been talking about Jalen Waddle from the very beginning. It definitely makes sense, right? Uh, You know, hindsight's always 20-20. And we're going to get a little deeper into the Devontae Smith versus Jalen Waddle debate. A little later on, but Josh, that that Auburn kick return, is that the one that started with someone straight up like slapping him in the face? It it should have been like a 15-yard face mask penalty, and he just kind of uh, took it in stride and kept running to the house, or am I, was that LSU maybe? It was was one of those two, but I mean, he has a couple different kick returns uh, that really make you say, wow. Uh, But on top of that, you know, like I said, the smacking on the helmet, uh, he is great at absorbing contact, right? And you want to kind of talk about what the Dolphins need on this roster. I mean, Jakeem Grant, when he catches the ball he's he's a pinball right he's gonna get bounced around he I'm surprised half the time he gets hit and he kind of bounces up because he does have a tendency to go flying a little bit where what I think Jalen Waddle can do is he could attack the ball at the high point I think he can get up there and he knows when to protect his body he knows how to take a hit and still catch the ball so I think that's where you really start to see him as maybe a top 10 talent where the Dolphins decided to take him at six and the only other I guess quote-unquote fear you know when you maybe haven't watched a lot of college football and you're talking about the Dolphins needed a speed guy right is this not a broken record from 2013 obviously the Dolphins did it in the draft here they needed to create separation 2013 Mike Wallace right it was the same speed you needed someone to take the top off the defense Ryan Tannehill can't live in this 20-yard block box blah 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 Uh, The biggest difference here, and without getting way too deep into uh, football here, Mike Wallace, as we quickly found out, was straight line speed, right? He could run in a straight line very, very fast. Uh, But Jalen Waddell has that football speed where he has a route tree. He can break in and out of routes at an incredible pace where he really controls his body. He controls his feet. And most importantly, he controls that speed, which just adds another level of you know, electricity to his game. That's why you're say, seeing, you know, Tyree Kill comparisons compared to a Mike Wallace, someone who, while fast, is a lot more stiff when it comes to, you know, breaking uh, across the field. Great point. I hate to go back to, you know, the pro football focused draft guy, but they do have, again, you mentioned the contested catches. He was 100% contested catch rate last season. You know, in those different highlight clips and those uh, cut-ups I did, I mean, you see him going up there and getting the football, and again, it's like something that the Dolphins absolutely needed last year. If Jakeem Grant could go up there and get the football – anywhere close to the way Jalen Waddle could. I mean, who knows how, what would have happened last season. So, um, again, he's not just that straight line speed like you said. I mean, back to the whole Devontae Smith thing. I mean, you saw Jalen Waddle starting to come into his own, starting to become that refined route runner. To me, Jake, the biggest thing is, and it's a little bit of a concern, and maybe it's just a pessimistic Dolphin fan in me, but are the Dolphins ready and able to use him in the way I believe he should be used? I mean, when you're watching a tape at Alabama, you're seeing a lot of that pre-snap motion. You're seeing them fabricate touches. For Jalen Waddle, are the Dolphins prepared to do that? I mean, in my opinion, if you're drafting him sixth overall, if you went up there and you realize, you know, you hear the reports, he was number one receiver on their board. If you believe that this guy is that explosive game changer, I hope that they have a plan in place to get him as many touches as possible. So, um, you know, I didn't want to be a little downer there, but that to me would be my biggest concern is are the Dolphins prepared to get this guy as involved in that offense and the way they did at Alabama? And I think that's like a perfect segue to bring up the question, well, why did the Miami Dolphins pick him? And the best 
uh, rebuttal I have for you, Josh, is the fact, uh, did they really have anyone who can really find space you can use in motion like that and really take advantage to it at the extent Waddle did last year on this Dolphins team? Or was there a possibility when you have guys like Parker, Gasicki, you need a more... Uh, you're not going to be moving those guys at the line, I guess I should be saying. So do you think maybe it was just kind of playing to the personnel or maybe even the fact Chan Gailey's not there, uh, the Dolphins rookies? I think it was actually Miles Gaston who said the playbook this year looks completely different. Um, so that's kind of my only uh, uh, maybe, I guess, homerism, uh, homeristic take, I guess I should say about that is Waddle isn't what the Dolphins have had in some time. And I want to ask you this, Josh. If Jakeem Grant played at a higher level, and I'm not saying like he played like that Monday night game in New England over and over. I'm not saying he did that every week. But if he played, you know, twice as good, three times as good as he did this year, uh, would you say the Miami Dolphins are picking Jalen Waddle at six overall? I mean, I, to your point, I, th I think I think I get what you're saying. Yeah, they would still take Jalen Waddle because, you know, it goes back to, you know, these Dolphin fans telling me they shouldn't take Curtis Sam or draft some of these other receivers that fit that same mold. Just because you have a Lynn Bowden, just because you have an Albert Wilson does not mean you should pass on the talent like uh, Jalen Waddle. So I get what you're saying. They have some pieces that, you know, you could move around and could make some plays in space, but they did nothing anywhere close to Jalen Waddle. So uh, I get what you're saying, Jake. And so basically, why did they pick him? They need guys who can create separation. They need guys who can catch the ball and make something happen after the catch. You know, Jarvis Landry could do it, even though he had to seem like fist fight three people to get seven yards. Where Waddle, it's, you know, you hit him in stride, especially in one-on-one -on -one coverage. Defenses are doomed. You know, it seemed like watching the college tape, there were five, six, maybe even seven plays where he just started to run. And I don't know if the defensive backs panic, but they just fall to the ground out of nowhere. I don't know if they just couldn't keep up with that speed and then they look for the ball and then they were doomed or what. Obviously, that's not going to happen at the pro level. But this is a guy who I think has really been what the, the Miami Dolphins have needed for some time. And then you kind of think, all right, year two with Tua under center. I mean, the system the Dolphins are going to have in place here, if you aren't, you know, 1v1-ing Parker or uh, Gasicki, you see how they can kind of dominate a game. I think it was the Jets game, obviously, and not the best cornerbacks, where Parker, you could kind of just throw it to him over and over, and there's just nothing you can do about it because it's one-on-one one -on -one coverage. So all of a sudden you think, all right, we can put two people on Parker and, and you know, maybe play over-the-top coverage again against Gusecki and let somebody else beat us. And oftentimes it really didn't happen because the Dolphins didn't have those guys. But Brian Flores, he recently said about Waddle, uh, I think he requires two players to cover him. When you can add that type of player and that player can move around within an offense, that causes defense a lot of problems. His uh, And he does that with his speed, his quickness, his explosiveness. That, to me, says it right there that this guy, they're going to put him uh, in different matchups. They're going to try to make defenses make mistakes, basically, where you can take advantage and turn a you know 15-yard play into a 60-, 70-yard play. That's one of the biggest issues the Dolphins had last year, right? It was getting into that red zone and pushing it in uh, from the 20 to the 20. I thought they were a pretty good football team that could move the chains, but I couldn't sit here and tell you how many times we came on this podcast kind of – uh, annoyed maybe this should have been a fourth down play why didn't they go for it on fourth down right why are we running it on second and 10 inside the red zone those type of things that really had us scratching our head I think those change with someone like Jalen Waddle who can take some of the pain of having to get the ball instead of the 20 away where are you making these big plays instead of having to go those final 20 yards when you don't have a lot of real estate instead maybe you only have to go seven maybe he got all the way into the end zone and just takes all those worries away from you yeah, I mean, maybe that quote right there, you know, kind of should give me a little bit of a, 
should make me feel a little bit better about, you know, being uneasy about whether or not the Dolphins can truly use him. And then, uh, you know, to go another, a little bit further, they brought Char Charlie Fry in here. We saw what he did there at Central Michigan. He does a lot of that pre-snap motion stuff. So I do think they will find ways to execute, uh, you know, get him the football. And, I mean, that quote right there gets you excited because, you know, it doesn't matter how many guys are covering Jalen Waddle. He seems to find a way to get open. And, you know, you also mentioned how he can take the top off the defense. And just to think about what that can do to those guys around him and how much better they're going to be. I'm excited, Jake. So um, if you're good with it, we can jump into an ad and we'll, we'll hop into our second part of the podcast and kind of talk about, uh, you know, the difference between Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith and where he's going to ultimately play with the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Josh, this is usually something that happens with a quarterback class. You know, we're going to be talking about Burrow uh, versus Herbert versus Tua for years, like we talked about, uh, you know, Tannehill versus Luck versus RG3. Uh, but this year, there were three wide receivers taken in the, what, top 12? So that's kind of the same range that you kind of see those three quarterbacks go. Uh, again, this year was completely different with uh, three quarterbacks going incredibly high. Uh, but Josh... Devontae Smith versus Jalen Waddle. The Dolphins had a shot at both. I don't want to, you know, get into the debate about if they should have stayed at three and taken Chase or Pitts. This is strictly about Smith versus Waddle because at the end of the day, the Dolphins still have that other pick. Uh, so we won't be able to make a complete uh, analysis if it should have been a Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts. But we can sit here and say the Dolphins could have had Devontae Smith. Uh, so let's kind of look at here what they both did on the field together. We've talked about it at length that we would have been cool if they had Devontae Smith. I mean, we were talking, you know, with that attitude right after the national championship game. Uh, he won a Heisman, couldn't stop scoring touchdowns. And basically the best comparison we can do is their first four games of the season where Smith and Waddle were both on the, on the field. Uh, you know, Jalen Waddle, I think it was like the first play of that fifth game. He suffered an ankle injury. And he did make that cameo in the college football uh, playoff national championship game. Again, that guy who loves football, like uh, uh, we said, that might you know have someone like Brian Flores gravitate towards you. So, Josh, in games one through four, Smith and Waddle, uh, uh, Devontae Smith had 483 yards. Jalen Waddle actually beat him with 557. Uh, they both scored four touchdowns. That Alabama offense is just they're going to score a lot. That's just kind of the way it is. You're going to see a lot of 50-point games. Uh, yards per route. This one I don't think should be uh, a surprise where Smith, it's 3.63, where Waddle, it's 4.68. Waddle, we know he's the big threat guy. Smith, he'd be more of that possession guy, and that's why his frame scares you. That's kind of where the concerns come from, where with Waddle, you know he's going to kind of break out that yak. But, Josh, the biggest one here, Ed, the thing that gets you most excited and, and while, why you think – he was the perfect guy for Tua. When you got to think about the fit, that's where Jalen Waddle's draft stock really rises is that the Dolphins had their shot to get him, and he is just what they needed because his receiver rating, when quarterbacks were throwing to Jalen Waddle, Josh, last year, 158.3. And that includes, like I saw watching some of the tape, Mac Jones did not throw the most, you know, locked on perfect balls all the time where he had to go up and make those contested uh, catches that we were talking about earlier. 
Yeah, and he, I mean, he definitely had to wait for some of those, and maybe that, you know, is a testament to how fast Jalen Waddle truly is, and, you know, maybe that's more about Mac Jones' arm strength. One big key stat here, Jake, he averaged 21.1 yards per catch. I mean, that is insane just to think about the Dolphins getting a player that explosive. And, yeah, and I, I mean, I guess we can be honest, and it, let's not be naive. They did have to ask, to a little bit of his input, whether or not, you know, you prefer Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith, I don't know, but to think that Tua Tungvaluva just stood by the wayside and didn't give his opinion on two receivers that he played with, uh, that's that's a little bit naive to me. So I'm excited, Jake, and, you know, GM Houts would have absolutely taken Devontae Smith. I may have stayed there at uh, 12 and, you know, been happier than a, a flying ship, but... Yeah, I think the Giants would have taken him if if the Dolphins stayed at 12 and, and maybe Waddle would have already been gone. They probably still would have had to trade up. So, I mean, I would have been happy if he was there at 12, but let's be honest, like you said, it, it probably wouldn't have happened. So everything happens for a reason, and we see why the Dolphins ultimately went with Jalen Waddle. And I think the more you watch the tape, and, you know, as mu- again, as much as GM House liked Devontae Smith, the more I watch the tape, the more I can start to see why the Dolphins went that route. And, you know, I'm starting to lean a little bit more towards Jalen Waddle, as homerish as that might sound. Oh, it is. And, you know, that's the thing that we accept it. We we fully understand how much of uh but I mean, that's the point. None of us are going to sit here and say this sucked, this we're going to be miserable. And I'm not saying, you know, that even crossed my head once, but I don't think anyone would really sit here days after the draft and think and, you know, poo poo the different moves. Uh, and I think finally, Josh, the biggest question, where does he fit? I wrote here inside of Miami's offense, but, you know, this is going to hit a little close to home for you. Where does he fit? inside the Miami Dolphins in general in 2021? That's, I mean, that's a great question, Jake. And I think, you know, the first thing that everyone wants to say is he's going to be playing the slot. And I just keep going back to last year when Brian Flores was asked about the slot position and maybe how they, you know, maybe didn't value it as much as some other teams. He, plain and simple, said, you know, I view the slot position as a place on the field, not so much a player. So I don't know that they necessarily drafted Jalen Waddle to, you know, be a quote-unquote slot wide receiver. But let's not pretend like that's not what he does best and to add him, you know, uh, with Devontae Parker on one side, Will Fuller on the other side, and then you have, you know, Jalen Waddle moving around the middle with Mike Gesicki, you know, Limboed and Preston Williams. I mean, that to me gets me excited, and that to me looks like one of those offenses that can change the game. So I think he's going to start in the slot, but one of the knocks throughout the draft process on him was that he couldn't play on the outside, but as we saw last season, he was starting to add that to his repertoire. Yeah, and I think it's important to note, too, I think if Jalen Waddle uh, doesn't get hurt. I don't think there's any chance Smith wins uh, the Heisman with those. I don't think he has nearly those crazy numbers. He basically carried that Alabama offense with Waddle out with two guys like that. We saw how they were kind of going neck and neck. Uh, they would have both put up impressive numbers uh, last year, but uh, I would have been more of an everyone eats situation. Uh, Josh, I want to ask you because, you know, I think we do see a lot more first-year wide receivers coming out and really impressing in their first year. They don't really have that rookie wall. They come out and just ball. It's just the way that NFL is these days. Uh, with those, with that in mind, with knowing that the Dolphins do have some other targets, yes, receiver was a massive need, but they do have other playmakers. You just missed a, f- or list a th- few. Part of what makes Waddle so special is his ability to return kicks. Is that something you would have him doing as a rookie? I think we talked about in a previous podcast, man. And I mean, I think I said I would. And then as soon as we got off, I was already second guessing that. So, I mean, I understand that he's a dynamic playmaker and you want to get those guys the football. But I think, you know, if you're drafting him at six, he has to be that valuable piece to your offense. I think I'd rather let someone else do it. What about you? I think that whenever I, I see returning kicks, I see Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, that's what we talked about. And that's what I keep thinking in my head. But what happens if he gets hurt again, like Preston Williams? And then, you know, I mean, Preston Williams got hurt last year and it wasn't on a punt return. 
So that's kind of that's kind of you know we can always sit here and say injuries suck in hindsight, but I mean it's football; those things kind of happen. Uh, you know, the entire offensive line—I don't think a single one of them played all 16 games last year. Uh, so I think you know it, if the Dolphins want to maximize their efficiency and be the best team they can and gun for uh, the ceiling, it involves Jalen Waddle returning kicks. I feel. Yeah, I, I'm hard to argue that, and especially punts. I mean, I think that's kind of what you always see. You see a Tyree Killer, you know, Deshaun Jackson, like you said, they're back there returning punts. They don't necessarily always return the kicks, so maybe that's something we see. But I just, I think we both can agree, you know, with the game on the line, you know, Dolphins are getting the ball back with under two minutes to go. You see Jalen Waddle back there getting ready to take that punt. I mean, that just changes everything. And not to go back too far, but you mentioned that Devontae Smith uh, wouldn't have won the Heisman. He actually came right out, and, and Jake, he actually said that exact quote. He said, I would... I would not have won the Heisman Trophy if Jalen Waddle never got hurt. So, I mean, that's that's huge. That's a, as big of a compliment as any. So let, let's wrap with this. I think this is – it's awesome that the Dolphins went receiver in the first round because from here till, let's say, the beginning of September, this receiver battle, man, is going to be legitimately bananas. Uh, there's going to be some guys who are let go that are going to be picked up right away on other teams. Uh, and then there are going to be some guys who are going to make it just on potential alone. Uh, so I'm going to list them, Josh, and I want you to keep six. We'll do that. All right. Devontae Parker, William Fuller, Jalen Waddell, Preston Williams, Lynn Bowden Jr., Jakeem Grant Sr., Albert Wilson, Matt Collins, Robert Foster, Alan Hearns, Malcolm Perry, and Kirk Merritt. And I got to keep six, right? Keep six. Okay, so we're going to keep Parker, Fuller, Waddle, Williams, Bowden, and then as much as I would love to keep Matt Collins because he is a, a special teams ace, I'm going to keep Albert Wilson. So those are my six. What about you? Wow. I, can we sit on that for a second? Because both Robert Foster and Matt Collins got new contracts this offseason. So you think right. – I, obviously, they weren't huge deals. But you <laughs> think GM. that – Yeah. This, you this think is that GM he's house. different – Oh, just DM Houts. Okay. Houts. Yeah. So you're right. I mean, if you look at it from that perspective, I mean, they obviously brought Hollins and Foster in for a reason, but I mean, they had to keep Albert Wilson around for a reason too, right? And Hearns. I mean, I, I mean, I guess they didn't have to. I guess it was up to them whether they opted out and they wanted to stick around with the team. But I, I don't know, man. It's so tough and, I, and I actually do, fun. Yeah, and I do think you know maybe they keep seven, but uh, you definitely have to throw in one of those special team guys because, like you said, I mean, that's the reason they signed those contracts this off season. Um, not to get too crazy, but do you have any? Um, do you have a projection for what he might have next season? I mean, I hate doing this, but do you? You know, is there a ballpark of receptions, yards, and touchdowns you have in mind for Jalen Waddle? I I'd love what six hundred and six. I think I'd be pretty excited with. Um, that might even be shooting a little high with how many different guys who can score. We see how much they love to use Miles Gaskin in the passing game, especially in the red zone. So I think 600 yards, averaging, you know, 15 to 18 yards per catch, probably a little higher on, on that um, scale. But but that's probably where I'd go, and I'd be pretty excited about it. Uh, Josh, what, what would you feel would be right? Yeah, man, I think you're right around there. And, I mean, I'm actually looking at the stats you have here from the first four games last year, and it looks like Wild had 557 yards, four touchdowns, uh, you know, 158.3 receiver rating. I mean, that to me, you know, 500 yards, four touchdowns. I mean, that's kind of what you see from these rookie wide receivers. And let's be honest, 
Dolphin fans aren't going to be happy no matter what he does. I mean, they're expecting a thousand yard season, probably 10 touchdowns. You know, every time he touches the football, they score a touchdown. That's just not going to happen. So I think, you know, if he can get 500 yards with all those mouths that they need to feed on this offense and just getting acclimated to the game coming off that injury, that's a success in my opinion. Yeah. What was it? I think they, uh, somebody kind of got mad that Waddle was being compared to Tyreek Hill because was it that I'm going to actually pull it up real quick. Cause Tyreek Hill, I don't think he's ever, um, scored less than like eight touchdowns in a season, even like his rookie year. So I don't know if we can use that. Oh, I'm sorry. He's scored six or more. Uh, and, and every season 15 last year. So yeah, I guess that'd kind of be right on track with his rookie season. Oh my God, Josh, 61 no receptions for 593 yards and six touchdowns. There we go. That's that's ten yards per reception, but I mean that <laughs> I it's, promise I did not do that beforehand. But that's that's incredible. It's funny because we came on here before, and there were times I remember us comparing Jakeem Grant to Taylor Gabriel, and now we're comparing Jalen Waddle to Tyree Kill. It's just crazy how far we've come. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh man, I think that means uh, we're either hopeless or old. I probably a little of both. A little of both. But yeah, I'll, I'm just gonna list off mine, just kind of based on not what I want, but. GM wise, uh, what what the Dolphins are going to do, uh, I think it's hard not to go Parker, Fuller, Waddle if they're keeping seven. Parker, Waddle, Fuller, Bowden, Williams, Foster, and Hollins. I just feel like that that just when they signed those guys to contracts, um, I think Foster was like a third or fourth day of free agency signing. Uh, but the Dolphins have proven to us time and time again. Uh, that they can cut guys whenever they feel like it. That's just something they do. I mean, Alan Hearns, this was a guy who got a contract from the Dolphins. Uh, and this staff, don't forget, he's someone who scored 10 touchdowns in 2015. We really start to see a healthy Albert Wilson at the end of the 2019 season. Uh, you have to wonder if age is going to be his downfall, that type of thing. But, but Josh, we're going to be talking about this for months upon months, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, we should be. And you mentioned Alan Hurts. I mean, didn't the Dolphins give him a contract extension? Was it for his rookie season? I mean, yeah. they gave him a contract extension with this regime. So, I mean, uh, there's there's just so many receivers. And I think the best way to go about this is the way it looks like they're doing. And they're going to go into camp and let these guys battle it out and let the best receivers stick. And, you know, whether it's a Matt Collins because of special teams or, you know, a Lynn Bowden because Albert Wilson's up there in age, whatever it might be, you know, let's just – all be excited because this receiving unit should be much better than last season. You got that right, Josh. I think that is all we have. I think that is uh, the end of the chapter here for Jalen Waddle. This was a very fun receiver to watch. Very explosive. Uh, what would we decide on his nickname here? The um, Destroyer of Angles? That, yeah, we'll, we'll stick with that. Hope, hopefully that's a real thing, but I mean, I'd wear a shirt that says Destroyer of Angles. That sounds... That- the Some headline badass. of this podcast, Jalen Waddle, the destroyer of angles. I think that pretty much sums it up. Go watch some tape of him, and you'll feel the same way. Uh, let us know what you guys think. Let us know how you feel about Jalen Waddle, how you think he will fit into this Miami Dolphins offense, and would you like him returning kicks? I think these are all you know important questions that the Dolphins are going to have to figure out this offseason. Uh, Josh listed them at the top, but you can find us on Twitter to continue this conversation. Uh, at H-O-U-T-Z, that's Houts, and I am at jmendel94, J-M-E-N-D-E-L-94. And, you know, we've been shaky with our podcast schedule. We're going to call it as it is. So if you expected a show Monday night and you didn't get it, I do apologize. But you hit subscribe, you'll get a notification as soon as the show goes live so you won't have to be confused about when a show is coming. You know, life gets in the way, especially in the off season. So... Do that, smash that subscribe button, and if you can, leave a review. Uh, That stuff helps us out. It helps more people find the shows. 
gives us a little boost in motivation. So uh, keep those coming. We really appreciate it. Josh, you got any last words before we run out of here? Nope. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for listening to the Finsider Radio Podcast, part of the SB Nation Network. For Josh Houts, that's Jake Mendel. We'll talk to you next time. Fins up. Fins up, baby. Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl because we're the Miami Dolphins. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins.